We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. Love it. This was back when, uh, in 2020 even. Don't touch anything, man. That's right. All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you. Josh Briscoe, Kyle Cole, you're heading up until 2 o'clock. Matt Derrick is hanging out with us here on Sports Radio 810 for the hour. Matt Derrick presented by Cap One Lending. The freedom loan at Cap One Lending, the exclusive loan that helps you pay your home off in less than half the time, gives you access to your home's equity without having to refinance. Go to CapOneLending.com. He is here with us hanging out at the Overland Park Convention Center. It's the Kansas City Golf Show. Advent Health uh, welcoming you to the Kansas City Golf Show. Doors are now officially open, um, and that includes for the regular commoners. Uh, the doors opened earlier for uh, Frank Bowl. Yeah, how about that? Um, doors open at 11 o'clock, but yet Frank Bowl was uh, walking around here. He had like seven bags in his hand already of different <laughs> stuff he had got from vendors. Uh, uh, apparently he got a pre-pass, and his pre-pass was, Hi, I'm Frank. Um, Frank Bowl, uh, Villanova Hall of Famer. And they were like, oh, well, go right ahead, sir. Go right in. Didn't know there was a Villanova Hall of Famer in the house. Uh, but, yes, doors are open now for everybody, even if you're not named Frank Bowl. Kids 12 and under are free. Uh, or if you're with somebody named Frank Bowl, uh, VIP tickets at KansasCityGolfShow.com, or you get those free if you're with somebody named Frank Bowl. Just somebody name that. But you got to prove it by an ID um, or DNA. Or your many, many Hall of Fame induction opportunities that you have had over the years. And that's M-I-N-I. Many. Can you get the DNA test here to see if you're related to Frank? Because I would do that. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> they're doing the they're doing the cheek swabs right over there. Yeah, uh, Frank Bowles right there. It's it's weird. He's actually looking for rich people in his uh, family that he can be a part of <laughs> uh, their estate. Matt, what uh, what Hall of Fame do you think you have the best chance of getting into? Oh, um, well, he's already in the zone. Guess Hall of Fame. So that one's he's already that locked one. in. Yep, uh, that induction comes up this June. Yeah, the. Uh, we need to get a bust for you, but other than that, it's right. really not. I mean, I technically I have, I have families in the Hall of Falls of Fame. Really? What a, what a family member Hall of Fames? That's complicated. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that off the air. Uh, we will uh, get that complicated. My, uh, my my father is in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. That doesn't seem complicated at all. We can go, but we'll talk about what the complications. Oh, there's, may a, be. there's oh. a backstory. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Okay. We can definitely get you in the Chiefs I, Digest Hall of Fame. Oh, here's ballot. here's my here's my really brush with fame. I was cut from the Hillcrest High School baseball team. Ooh, that has been inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall. The of entire fame. team was. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I feel like you should get a ring. Well, no, because if he was on the team, they wouldn't be. <laughs> that feels unnecessary. Sort of the point, right? Oh, well. I mean, he was cut so that they could make room That's a fair point. Uh, for little Johnny, who had that triple in the uh, championship game. Feels like you could have been a backup right fielder and still been a Hall of Famer. Uh, could you hit? I could hit to a certain point, then I lost, then I lost my touch. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't think I've ever had my touch in terms of hitting baseballs. I, I, I fouled a pitch off my thumb. Mm. That's and, tough to do. Uh, well, I got jammed, and, and it, it, it hit my thumb and broke my thumb. Yeah. Okay. So I was out for, you know, like eight weeks. Broken Thumb Hall of Fame. Broken Thumb, thumb Hall of Fame. We can put you there. Yeah. Adam Dravetta said um, guys with uh, two first names Hall of Fame. Wow. There. there you go. There you go. That's, me, uh, and a, me, and a, me and a bunch of serial killers, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a first ballot. Matt Derrick is a first ballot Hall of Famer for, for that. Derrick Matt, not a first ballot Hall of were Famer. You, were you named after Derrick Thomas? Order matters. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, funny thing Considering about Considering I, I think, funny thing about I, think I'm English, I, might Josh, I might be older than him. I'm not sure. Josh, teach me about names. <laughs> the funny thing about English naming convention. Some other countries, uh-huh. sometimes it actually does kind yeah. of go differently. But in this okay. case... Derek would have been the kind of given name that would have been named after. Were you uh-huh. named after a famous Matt, Matt? Uh, yes, I okay. was. Yes. Doormat. Matthew from the Bible. Correct. Yes. Nice job. I'm yes. a Joshua. I'm a Joshua. I can sniff him out a mile away. I, no I, biblical Jasons that I know of. I, I, I was. <laughs> That's right. I, and this is scintillating sports radio right here. Yep. But um, I was close to being by name reversed. Derek Matt? No. Oh. Well, if <laughs> that would have really taken the air out of my here, head. this is going to bring the whole the whole complicated story See, uh, I, full circle here. I, I told you you could do that. I guess Josh. you should. That had shocking. had my had my mother uh, married my father, who is in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, then one of my names would have been Derek, and I would have had a different last name. Oh. So you could have been named after Derek Thomas. So okay. I would have been. I would have probably been Matthew Derek something or other. Interesting. The guy's or last Derek name was something, something or, other? or other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Listen, I think the most important thing here is that we try German. to. German. We try to. <laughs> it's it's Scotch Irish. I think the most important thing here is that we try to sniff out all the biblical names. Gabriel, any thoughts? <laughs> Gabe. He said, "Hallelujah." He is said, your real name? Is your full name Gabriel? Is it just Gabe? Middle, middle name is your middle name. Whoa! Is Gabriel? So your name is All right, Gabe, hold on, Gabe. Gabriel Boucher. <laughs> Gabe Gabriel His Boucher. His name is John. You know this. His name is John Gabriel. Okay, okay. All right. Hold oh. on, Gabe. Just get in. Just get in. You have different middle yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we all have middle, different middle names. Okay. My father and my grandfather, but we all like my dad uh, has the same initials as I, but different different ones. So I'm actually I'm Russell Gabriel. Russell Gabriel. Yeah. You ask Could you text me your mother's maiden name? Maybe the first uh, house you lived on. Yeah. Name <laughs> yeah, your first pet. Just, and then the, the, then the first pet. three, and the second two, <laughs> and then the last four digits of your social. If you could just text me that. Your first pet was named Job. Got it. <laughs> Good to okay. know. That dog. I that dog it. had a tough life. <laughs> Poor dog. You know, I learned also this morning. Do you know what C.J. Stroud's real name is? Uh, Carlton Jr. I, I was going to say, I don't think it's a junior. Is it a junior? It is. No. I have that, no idea. That, that makes the, the J make even less sense. His full name is Coleridge Bernard Stroud the Fourth. I love that. By so, wow, how, so wow, what's the wow. J? Wow. I don't know. Do you know what uh, CC Sabathia is? Uh, what the C and the C is? Uh, I, th- I thought he was named after CNC Music Factory. That's not right. It's close. <laughs> it's, it's, close. it's close. It's close. Just like uh, Quad City, Iowa was named after the Quad City DJs. Coco Crisp Sabathia. No, it's not. That would have been amazing, though. That would be amazing. Karsten Charles. Karsten? Karsten Charles. Charles. Not as weird as C.J. Stroud. No, Where's the J? The, the, J makes, the, the J makes no sense. Yes. 
I didn't know he was like the that, fourth. the fact that you know, CB doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. I mean, unless you're going to you know be a like a, a, tr- a long haul trucker or something. <laughs> CB Stroud. <laughs> C.B. Stroud would be fine. And that's fine, but C.J. But, feels like you've heard C.J.'s before. But C.J. Stroud's an NFL quarterback. Yes. Coleridge Stroud is not an yeah. NFL quarterback. Coleridge Stroud is a pitcher. Oh, no, Coleridge Stroud's doing your taxes. Coleridge Stroud is, you no, know, Col- Coleridge is Stroud's representing co- you when, you know, you blow through a stoplight. Coleridge Stroud is in, in the morning. Coleridge Stroud is being introduced over the PA to the bullpen with... If, if Coleridge Stroud... Coleridge is, Stroud running onto the field to a, take the ball. If he's a pitcher, though, he's got a 5.7 ERA. <laughs> I think he's blowing heaters by people. I think uh, he's, and if I remember correctly, perhaps All-American college basketball player, he doesn't even need his last name. He's just Cole Ulrich. <laughs> it's right so, there. So what's his real name? Coleridge. C-O-L-E-R-I-D-G-E. Coleridge Bernard? Coleridge Bernard, Bernard Stroud the fourth. The fourth. So CJ doesn't make sense, but Bernard with the D at the end there, so it could be C.D. Stroud. They must have just called him Cole Jr. or something. You, you listen. You're probably not hanging out with all four of the generations. There's a, you're, you're the yeah. fourth. One and two, probably not Probably not as uh, active in the picture, just by how generations of aging work. Yeah. So maybe maybe it was maybe it was just uh, Coleridge Jr. Yeah. You know, here's a here's a little-known fact. Did you know that, that Trey Smith gets his nickname from the fact that he's, uh, you know, a the third, third, third child? Didn't know that either. They didn't call you know? him bronze? Didn't, didn't call him bronze for some reason. I don't think I've ever met somebody named Trey that was actually named Trey. No, they're all the thirds. Yeah. yeah. Like one of my best friends is Trey, but real name Wayman. Trey Smith's first name is Henry? Yes. Hank. Henry Lewis Smith the third. Yes. Wow. That guy's, that guy's doing your taxes. For sure. Or ruling your country. Henry Lewis Smith the third yeah. is definitely doing your taxes. And that guy went to an SEC school. Oh, wait, he did. <laughs> that, yeah, that guy feels like he's got a few patents or something. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Put it in the photocopier or something. <laughs> Henry Lewis Smith. Yes, uh, Henry Lewis Smith. But to put a bow on the on the conversation that no one wanted to start or finish, uh-huh. uh, my middle name is Shane, and and most people of a certain generation. Think I was asking, ask if that was. I it. am named after the movie. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask if you were. I no. I oh. am named after the book. <laughs> Because my mom read the book while she was pregnant with me and, and liked the name. Uh, my middle name was going to be Where the Red and, Fern Grows, and this is also a, named is after a, the book, not the movie. This is a Western that obviously came out well before Josh was born, and yeah. still he has no idea what it is. No, he no. thought you were named after Shane Summers. No, that's what I was going to say is I thought maybe Shane Summers. Yeah, that's the only Shane that I personally acknowledge. Be- before my dad stepped in and put his foot down, my mom was going to name me Barry Gibb Anderson. True story. And she really? was a big fan of the Bee Gees. Barry oh. Gib Anderson, the zone with Barry Anderson. Barry Anderson kind of works. It, Wasn't a Barry little... Anderson on the on the Brady Bunch? I have no idea. The I'm mouth take feel isn't great there. Kind of runs together. But Barry Pause. Anderson, no, nah, you heard me. Barry Anderson, I think is you could still be doing sports radio as a Barry, Barry Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, BA BA is pretty oh, good. You could have well, been be BA. BG. BA. I'd be nicknamed like a BG or something. Oh, no. No. Oh, yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, I think it would be. I think you could be in the zone with BA. Get get BA with BA. What's up? Hey, uh, B.A. Hey, everybody, BA's, welcome back to the zone. zone. Welcome back to the zone. B.A., J.B., and K.C., and M.D. Or S.M. Shane. 
Matthew? There, I, 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 there have been times in my life that I have used the alias Shane Matthews. This we've talked about. As, yeah. I, as I was saying Shane Matthews, just I was thinking, no, I think yes. that was. I think we discussed that on like an AES a very long time also, ago. Also, why would you need to use an alias, Matt? Shane. He's uh, mo- mostly like uh, letters to the editor in the newspaper. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> oh. Compla- you, complaining to the radio stations. Yeah, I get it. That kind of Shane, now that I read the Kansas City Star Shane Matthews about yep. the Chiefs drinking at the parade. Yeah. There you go. I know who it is. You go, go through you some old GeoCities pages, you know, you'll probably find some you were, Shane Matthews complaining about, you know. You were that upset about the uh, drinking at the parade, Shane? Don't Matthews? check Don't check your email, Jason. Don't, I haven't, don't haven't used complaints. it in a while, so the things okay. I would have been upset about would have been, you know, like, why Why is Trey Hillman such a terrible manager? <laughs> I'm still a little upset about was that. He, but was he, was, do you think he was uh, Henry Hillman III? We went into this one. This one I do think I have discovered. Yeah, I do. He's I, not really a Trey, though. No, I think that's right. I'm on it. He's not really a Trey. He's like a junior? Thomas Brad Hillman. No, I meant Trey is not his real name. He's not really a Trey. Is in like he, his is he Thomas Brad given. Hillman the third? The Wikipedia page says Thomas Brad quote Trey Hillman. End of name. It's got to be the third. Nobody just named somebody Trey be, as, as the first child. It doesn't. I, I mean, Was he the third child of his family? It's a little. Loose usage of the word the tray. Of, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I will Google it for you. It's a loose usage of the word tray if you were the third child of your family uh, to be named Trey. Looks like his Come parents on. are Mike and Jen Hillman. That doesn't help. Wait, well, hold on. I, this is different. I think, I think I have managed to make Does this conversation. Baseball? Well, hold on. What's his real first name? I, had a, I, went, I went off that tablet. His middle name was Brad. I remember. That's also what was his fir- real first name? Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Okay, well, his dad's Mike, so therefore we've already eliminated him being a third. Yeah, that's the wrong Hillman. We're safe so, so far. We're back at square one. Great. Um, Chris Jones, uh, this is his second or third go-around with the Chiefs. Uh, Trey Jones, um, he's got three Super Bowls, does Trey Jones. Yes. Um, and uh, L.J. Sneed, which is uh, a nickname that is uh, short for Legarius, and Legarius is long for L.J. Uh, Sneed, priority for you, Chris Jones or, or Sneed? Sure. Which one, though? Which both. is which? No Make, priority number sign, one. Sign them both. You got to go one, uh, one or the other. You got to rank them. You can't rank you can't the yes. You can. Your, you can't choose your favorite. There, can you? Yes, you can. Depends on the day. We all have favorite kids. Just depends on the day. I can make pluses and minuses for both of them. Okay. There well, what's, are, who are has more pluses? <laughs> I, I mean, in, in a absolute. I mean, and and to me, it really is a dead heat. I mean, this is talking about just choosing between you know. Your two favorite children. I it mean, depends on the day. That's really, <laughs> that's really that doesn't, doesn't change too. But in a cold business sense, mm-hmm. I I will always favor youth over all other factors. So, so your if you're plusing and minusing and pros and cons, you end up with more of the pluses on Legarius Need. Cheaper pluses, and younger. Cheaper and younger is essentially. If you were forced to choose, I mean, I would always favor cheaper and younger, even though I would say that at the same time, Chris Jones is a more of a unicorn than Legereus Sneed is, as good as Legereus is. Trent McDuffie is really good, too. Mm-hmm. And everybody moving up one step, you would be, I think, fine in the secondary. Wouldn't be as good, but you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, without Chris Jones, I don't know what that defensive line is. That's why I, I go with Chris Jones, number one, is because I don't know the answers after Chris Jones. And I know how dominant he is. And on the third down and five in overtime, Legereus Sneed was on the field. And if not for Chris Jones, it still would have been a touchdown. 
and Chris Jones. May, now, there are times when you say, if not for Legereus Need, this may have been. I, I totally agree. Totally understand. There's probably plenty of times in that game where you could have gone, well, look what Legereus Need did here, and that's why this was not some sort of a, a big play. Understandable. I'm, I'm picking and choosing, cherry-picking one particular play because it was the biggest play. Also, I just don't know how you don't block number 95, but that's fine. My issue with the two, I understand he's older and, and more expensive. He's more dominant. I think he's more of a force multiplier than than Legereus Need, and I think you can be fine, as you said, with Joshua Williams stepping into that role. Where I have no clue who could play defensive tackle for this team, whether they go out and sign somebody or draft somebody. I know right now, if they had to enter next season without Legereus Need on the team and they didn't address it in any way, shape, or form. They would go into the season with McDuffie, Joshua Williams, and Jalen Watson. Serviceable, and I think Joshua Williams is actually might be good enough to step in to a larger role. I have no clue what the defensive tackle. Well, spot. and I would even I would even look at it maybe even a little bit differently, which is that you'd be going into next season. What would your lineup look like? Well, yeah, you would probably you would have Trent McDuffie on one side. You would have. Williams or let's just go Williams. I think Williams is better than I think Williams is better than Watson. You would probably have Chamari Connor a lot in the slot. He might be mm-hmm. your nickel guy. Yeah, um, and then you would have, you know, a couple other guys at corner. Nick Jones and Nazi Johnson. Got, and, exactly, Nazi Johnson's coming back in the yeah. mix. You got Nick Jones. I mean, you got Jalen Watson. So. You know, taking the fourth round, who will eventually be a Pro Bowler yeah. this upcoming draft yeah. class. Whereas, uh-huh. Don't mean, trade a fourth rounder to move up. Keep that right fourth rounder. now, man. if you were going to go play a game tomorrow, your defensive tackles would be hmm. Neil Farrell and Matt Dickerson. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, now, late season will be Mike Pinnell. <laughs> yeah, because he, can, he will just, miss hey, training Mike, camp. Mike, go, go home, hang hmm. out. You know, we'll, we'll work out, stay in shape. We'll call you. We'll let you know. In, we'll let you know in October. And we'll find out in May when the Chiefs get their bye. Mike will call you after the bye and bring you back. Okay. I would even sign if I was an NFL team right now. I just sign Mike Pinnell and say, Mike, we don't need to see you till November first. Yep. Enjoy life. You're still getting paid weekly. Yeah. Enjoy whatever you need 34. to do. Thirty-four. No, you just go home, get get some rest, put the feet up, and everything. Keep we'll, your legs. I mean, he was so good in the Super Bowl. I mean, so yeah. imagine if he wasn't there and they had to go with the nothing against Matt Dickerson, but Matt Dickerson in that role. I mean, it's a vastly different. He tossed Trent Williams to the side and then swallowed up Christian McCaffrey. You know, between Pinnell, Jones, and Sneed, those three guys just really just demolished the good name of training camp this year <laughs> and the need for it. because The need for Sneed? Because you're talking about three guys that practiced all of zero days in St. Right. Joe. And Counterpoint, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Touche. Maybe those players are better than Kadarius Tony. No. No. You can't think of anything else that makes them different. There's nothing else that would that would factor into that. Um, I, Chris Jones didn't have any drops that I know of. I know. So well, great point. He dropped plenty of quarterbacks. There you go. Not since the combine. There you go. But um, yeah. Do you think he's afraid of the NFL working with fanatics? There's nothing to hide, I guess. No, he's people already know. <laughs> There's nothing to hide. I there. sadly had that same thought. Was like very glad the fanatics does not have the NFL deal for Chris Jones alone. And for they could because Nike just outsourced the baseball stuff to fanatics, and Nike's everything now, right? Nike's got all all big three. 
I'm nervous, folks. I'm hoping yeah. that baseball takes this fall for everybody else. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, there's no the, way. I mean, the Players Association, Nike, the uh, the Major League Baseball, they've all released statements. Like, they're yeah. going to go back into production and do something here. Because it's not even just, <laughs> I'm good, man. I appreciate offering me a beer. Matt, you want something? Josh, you need a drink? Give me till noon. Give me said, till noon. Yeah. He said, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I won't either. Dude, not at all. Gabe, uh, Gabe needs two. Gabe, Gabe should have one for all three of us, actually. If we <laughs> drop one more time, Gabe's going to go over there and start. Double. <laughs> Gabe's going to take a shot for every time we drop off the air today. Yeah, say, look at the good stuff fair. it looks like over there. Yeah, so. they do, no, that's, look at that. That's some, uh, they got some uh, yinling going on right there. So, uh, yeah, good good for you. Um, I don't even know where we were, but I, I pants. I'm, this conversation oh, yeah, we were has talking gone about offline C3 like pants. one of my uh, slices. And speaking yes. of slices, I can correct <laughs> it right here at the Kansas City Golf Show. Uh, see-through pants. That's what we were talking about. Uh, see-through pants. Uh, no, I think they're going to uh, correct those. But even the jerseys. In how the numbers look yeah. and the names are very little league ish. The sleeves change from one dude to another. Oh. The placing on everything is horrendous. It's did, gross. Did man. you see the picture that they used from Verlander last year to this year? Uh, uh, I don't think. No, so. it just emphasizes what a clean, professional look it looked like last year. To then, your AliExpress the, order. The yes, the <laughs> little league of this. It's like it is so. Bad, brutal, and I hope they don't do that to uh, NFL jerseys uh, or anything like that. Uh, look, the the Royals are like, hey, how can we distract you? We'll put a, a quick trip quick trip patch. You won't even notice that you can you, you can go. see Maybe. everybody's hoo ha. Not distract. <laughs> Which they have, um, you know, one dollar off that's, during the baseball season. I mean, that's just uh, branding. You can't, uh, you know, you can't buy that kind of no, exposure. Not at, not at all. Not at all. You don't want to see anybody's uh, taquito roller. Do you think they bring back as we as we talk about it right now? Do you think one or both or uh, neither? If you're guessing right now on February 23rd, um, who is in a Chiefs uniform, uh, number 38, number 95? I mean, this I, I am I'm shifting my view on this. Well, you have the right to change your opinion as as more information comes in. I'm exactly, as more information. You're feeling that, right that now. Has what has you know shifted my thinking as of now is okay. a little bit is that I think there is now a greater chance that both of them are back than previous. Because Why? I do get the sense that there is more motivation to three-peat. And I think that there's everybody in that building, and most importantly, the guy who matters most is the guy who has to write the checks in the Hunt family, I, th- I think they're willing to push all in. And if they're willing to push all in, that means all hands on deck, and you've got to keep the band together. Because I don't think you three-peat. I don't know that you can three-peat without, either, without both those guys. I think you can three-peat with, without one. I don't know if you can three-peat without both, but if you don't have either, you have to be right in a lot of your decisions you make this yeah. offseason, whether drafting or free agency and things like that. Yes, you can move around your assets. I mean, if you take the money that you might be spending in, let's say, uh, cap hits of like $35 million combined between the two, if we're just throwing a some random big number out there for argument's sake, and then disperse that $35 million around to different places, wide receiver, tackle, linebacker, defensive line, cornerback, etc., do become a better team or Jones and Sneed, and then fill in the blanks with replacement-level players at, at other spots. We yeah. know the wide receiver spot is not conducive. You can win a Super Bowl. Margin for error is slim. You can win a Super Bowl with replacement-level wide receivers. It's not ideal. It's not number one strategy. Does that necessitate long-term deals for both of those guys in your mind, or what's the percentage that, that Sneed plays under the tag? Um, I mean... 
I don't think Snead will be at training camp if he's tagged and not signed. Long well, and that doesn't matter because it tr- basically wasn't the training camp last year. I, 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 mean, I know, totally he was agree. There for meetings, so I totally yeah, agree. I but, it, but, um, um, but I don't think the Chiefs are in the business of trying to go into that uh, sort of. It's why they avoided the Tyree Kill situation because they don't yeah. want to have that going on throughout the, uh, the 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 off season and on into training camp. Yeah, I mean, I think it would necessitate long term deals for both. I mean, I I don't think that you can. And I don't know that you can necessarily afford it because even though that the Chiefs will have some room, I mean, there's a reason why they're not going to be able to tag Chris Jones. I mean, yeah. it's a $32 million tag. So, no, I mean, you can't afford that. And especially you can't afford that if you go through the same standoff that you did last year. I mean, you can't carry $32 million on your books until September if you're the Chiefs because then you're not signing any free agents. I mean, you're just stuck. And honestly, I mean, even with the, the 18, 8 number, I think it is, for a corner, probably where it'll be. I mean, and remember, too, that's the other part about this whole craziness that people often forget is that we don't know what the tag number is. It's crazy. We can estimate it's an it, estimation, but yeah. it doesn't get set until April after free agency is done. So, you know, I mean. But the Chiefs would know then, right? They do a pretty good job of yeah. estimating. but They'll probably overestimate. But by, you know, next week when you have to make the tag, yeah. March 5th, rather, but um, when you have to make that tag, I mean, you don't know for sure. you got an estimate, but yeah. But the, you the, think the they'll Snead tag anybody? Numbers, I mean, I, I, I think mean, you Do you think they'll to, tag Snead? I mean, it's you have not going to tag, tag Yeah, Jones. I think you have to tag Snead. Okay. I mean, it's just because it's a procedural move. I mean, it keeps your options open. You have. I mean, you can't just let both those guys hit the free agent market. I mean, you need some leverage at some point. With one of those guys, you just can't. Yeah, tagging Snead allows you to work w- on a contract for Chris Jones and figure that out first. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs. I, I think that's how the Chiefs will go about it. I-, I think they'll go about it in figuring out something for Chris Jones first. If they have an agreeable number, or if they feel like they're close, or if they think there's a chance they're going to head down the same road they did last year, which they're going to avoid that. They avoided it with Tyreek Hill. They got to a certain spot with uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. They got to a spot with Trent Williams where it was, we're going to cut bait. We're, we're moving on. We it's, it's, it's not tenable for us at this point. And I think the Chiefs, obviously, they know that number. And I think the Cats brothers should know that number. And Chris Jones should know that number. So if he's serious about returning, he's going to have to come back to the Chiefs' number. And if, if Chris is more engaged this year, in his own negotiations, then I think something is more likely to get done. Um, last year, he really delegated that to his agents. Until the Lions game. Until the Lions game. And after and that, he told them, when I'm he returning, got to, involved, I'm returning to the it team. It got done. Get it done. So I'm coming back to the team. I'll be at practice this week. I don't care what we're doing. I'm going to be at practice this week. I'm playing. Get it done. Yeah. If he's more involved, then I think something gets done. But... As, and as much as I say Chris Jones is a unicorn and, you you know, and I'm not sure you can repeat without him, that can't, that can't three-peat without him, at the same time, the cautionary tale is out there, which is what have the Rams done with Aaron Donald in the last couple of years since he turned 30? And the reality is Rams haven't done much, and a big part of that is because Aaron Donald hasn't done much. And they've also traded a number of their picks, and they went, they went more – they a, went all in differently. They went to an extreme <laughs> yeah. all in to win a Super Bowl and trading uh, guys and, and, you know, giving up first rounder after first rounder, first rounder. And the Chiefs did that early on with Patrick Mahomes and Frank Clark and then Orlando Brown. Uh, but they have been drafting in the first round. They've got three first rounders in the last two years that they have, uh, they have used and two defensive ends and a cornerback that they've taken in the first round. And, and if Felix Senu DK Uzama lives up to that, those are three pieces on a team that the Rams wouldn't have had. 
but I mean, Aaron Donald was coming off like what eight seasons where he averaged like thirteen sacks a season, yeah, and he's, since he's turned thirty, he's at thirteen sacks in two yeah, seasons. I yeah. mean, no, I, I don't want to give him Aaron Donald money. And, well, <laughs> that's the problem. He wants Aaron Donald money. Then at least that has to, been what he has wanted. I mean, then enjoy still Chicago. Does. Then enjoy Chicago. And that's where I think that there's a chance that cooler and reasonable heads will prevail because if, if I mean, if Chris just wants the bag, no, I mean. Can't, Chiefs can't match it. I mean, if he wants $30 million plus a season, I would say, yeah. I mean, Chris, enjoy Minnesota and the 9-8 and eight season that you're about to enjoy. Um, but ain't going to work in Kansas yeah, City. I think, and, it's, I think it's Chicago. they got a ton of money in Ryan Poles and that connection. And um, I don't know. I mean, hey, how much is going into the Hall of Fame worth to you? I mean, to me, if Chris Jones stays in Kansas City, plays his entire career here, gets four rings, maybe heck, you know, maybe gets five. Who knows? Chris Jones going on Hall of Fame. Yep. Playing with the Chiefs, he continues to be but, an All-Pro. But, mean, he continues to be a Pro Bowler and All-Pro every year. Reputationally now, even though he didn't have his most dominant season this year, he got to double digits by playing in Week 18. Um, you know, still there as an All-Pro and a Pro Bowler. But would you give up $15 million if, for a ring and Over the course of Hall four of years or $15 million in one year? I'm saying over the course of like three years. So $5 million a year over the course of $5 million of less to stay in Kansas City. Well, he's already made – for me, yes, I would do that if I was Chris Jones. Um, but I'm not. So <laughs> it's very easy for me to say that because he's already made 90. And I don't know what it's like to have $1 million, let, let alone – or $1 million, let alone 90 times that $1 million. I also and don't then, know what it's like to play on a miserable football team or a losing football team, and, exactly. and neither does Jones. So, I, I mean, right. that – I'm not, that's not even being smarmy about it. Like, I really don't know the answer to that question. At some point, I don't what, know what it's like to pay $36 million in taxes. For sure. What, what percentage <laughs> of God, your, I would love to know what that was like. What percentage of your salary is worth not be, being on a winner and building your legacy? And I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, and I just am still depressed that Chris Jones has two agents and his best one is himself. And, but I, but at the end, at the end of the day, I don't begrudge anybody who chooses the money. It's a business. Absolutely. I mean, Legarius Need wants the bag, and he should get the bag. He's yeah. earned it. I mean, and, and I think Jerry's made it pretty clear. He wants to stay in Kansas City, but pay me. Pay me. Yep. I'd love to be here. Pay me. Absolutely. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. We continue to pay Matt Derrick uh, each and every time he comes on the air, and he repays it with knowledge. I don't know if that's true or not. One sure of those either. is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is true. Uh, but Matt Derrick uh, joins us. He's uh, presented by Cap One Lending. Freedom Loan at Cap One Lending, the exclusive loan, helps you pay your home off in less than half the time, gives you access to your home's equity without having to refinance. Go to CapOneLending.com. Hanging out at uh, the Overland Park Center uh, Convention Center. Not just the Overland Park Center. It's an Overland Park Convention Center. It's the uh, Kansas City Golf Show presented by Advent Health today, tomorrow, and on into Sunday. We'll take a timeout. Come back. More Zone next. All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Advent Health welcoming you to the Kansas City Golf Show today, tomorrow on into Sunday, Overland Park Convention Center. All of the different great vendors that are here throughout the uh, day today, tomorrow. And Sunday, you've got the um, uh, speaking series that will be up on stage. Tom Watson here tomorrow. Uh, and some great partners uh, with Advent Health, uh, their booth right next to ours, the uh, the Great Life Golf uh, has their uh, specials going on, a buy uh, five- or ten-round bundle. You can save with Premier Course or even a uh, Classic Course, all of those included uh, carts with every round. So a lot of cool stuff going on here at the Overland Park Convention Center. Matt Derrick is our guest, presented by Cap One Lending. Matt, 
Tommy Townsend's time has come and gone. His final punt in a Chiefs uniform uh, changed the Super Bowl with the uh, muffed punt uh, by the uh, 49er player and then Ray Ray McLeod unable to pick it up. And one of his final holds was a, a great hold on the 57-yarder. Um, but it's not a surprise he hired Drew Rosenhaus, right? Um, he wasn't exactly happy about the contract. He thought he would get a couple-year of contract last year in the offseason. He signed just the one-year deal thingy. Um, your reaction to the Chiefs moving on from Tommy Townsend. We'll talk about Matt Ariza next. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, back in August, uh, it was rain, and so the Chiefs moved indoors for practice that day. And Nick Jacobs and I were over there on the sideline. Nick Jacobs, you may know as a you know co-host of the Forty One is the Mike podcast. That, oh, I'm gonna check that out. Forty One um, is a, the it's Mike. A great, M-I-K-E? M-I-C-C, because 41 is the mic. K-E-Y. K-S-H-B, 41. See, we got lots of like, lots of lots of things going on here. It's, it's a great half-hour podcast that occasionally goes an hour long because <laughs> the the host can't, you know, keep the conversation on track. But um, we were we were there inside the practice facility, and we were looking across the field, and it's like, is that Drew Rosenhaus here? Hmm. What's What's Drew Rosenhaus doing here? I mean, like, you know, I mean, we've got some clients and everything, but what's he doing here? And then literally, guy comes out on the field, Drew walks over to him, puts his big arm around him and hugs him. It's Tommy Townsend. And we're like, ah, yeah, Tommy's Tommy's gone. Tommy's leaving. Yep, he's got one <laughs> one more year. Um, um, and you can't, I mean, once again, can't begrudge the guy. Um, arguably one of, if not the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, has obviously learned his stuff under Dave Tobe. I mean, for all and for all of the knocks that he took last year, it's amazing how good of a holder you are when your kicker no longer has a you know <laughs> severely sp- high ankle sprain. Makes sense. Um, seems to make you, your job as a holder a whole lot easier for some reason. But uh, no, I mean it, it's he's he did. I mean I can't see possibly say that she didn't get their monies out of Tommy Townsend because he's been incredible value for four years. Been an excellent punter. Very few mistakes. Did things the way exactly the way Dave Tobe asked him to do. I mean, he he mastered the the environment of Arrowhead and did an incredible job. I mean, I I don't know if you can really fault Tommy Townsend at all. If that's his final punt in Kansas City, that was a heck of a punt. The um, the Chiefs have gone from Dustin Colquitt to then having Townsend and Jack Fox in camp signing Tommy Townsend. Uh, Jack Fox has been phenomenal as well. Uh, and now they're moving on from Tommy Townsend, and they signed the uh, the punt god, Matt Ariza. He was available for the reasons that are out there um, and the things that have been well-documented and talked about from the time the allegations first surfaced to then his name being dropped from the civil suit to the being completely cleared of any involvement with uh, the allegations that are there uh, from the alleged victim. Um, and uh, teams that uh, have worked them out. And the Chiefs, they are the team to sign Matt Ariza. Uh, your reaction to uh, the Chiefs signing uh, Matt Ariza? Uh, I mean, not a lot of surprise because it certainly makes sense. I mean, the Chiefs will favor talent whenever they can. I mean, if you've got talent, they're going to give you a chance. And they also have a, you know, give them some credit, the Chiefs have had a very strong, you know, track history of doing their due diligence on cases like this. They opposite, uh, certainly did theirs when it came to Tyreek, and that's why they felt like that that was, despite the circumstances, a, you know, they felt like that was the right decision for them to go ahead and, and draft Tyreek. And obviously, I mean, despite some of the turmoil of the Tyreek years, I think you'd still say that worked out well for them. Um, 
you know, so I, I think you got to feel that, hey, they're not going into this short-sighted, that, that they've, you know, done their homework, they've done their research, that they feel like that's, that there's no severe risk in this decision. Um, question, you know, the other part of it is going to be, you know, just because of the layoff and not being around, you know, what kind of a punter is he still, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's not abnormal. I mean, and, and frankly, I mean, a lot of kickers and specialists sometimes kick around, you know, before they find jobs and everything. Jack Fox being among them. Yeah. I mean, he came in the year before Townsend. You know, it was challenging Colquitt that one year. Um, and was, and, you know, didn't, didn't, he didn't beat out Colquitt for the job, so... But then came back the following year when Townsend, you know, was either well, Colquitt was injured and came back, and yeah. then I think they even had maybe had it back for a stint. I'm not sure when, when, or no, I guess when Townsend was here, Johnny came in as their kind of yeah, emergency right. guy for the COVID year and everything. Um, but you know, I mean, Chiefs, they they they're not going to turn down a guy who can kick. So it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make the team. I think he will. Yeah, I think but he will too. Let's see what happens. Yeah, he was good enough that the Bills took him in the sixth round. Yeah. They, they drafted a uh, punter. You uh, don't get the nickname Punt God for, you know, being a guy who shanks it out of bounds. I mean, his first punt in a Bills uniform was 82 yards. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, going around, um, you know. The, the Might have not kicked his like coverage, hard to say. But, um, yeah. Well, the thing rolled into the end zone by three yards. <laughs> he was uh, very Stupid close touchback. to that being an 81-yard punt that, uh, that stopped at the one-yard line. Regardless, um, we'll see what happens with that. The, the optics of it have, have been discussed. I will say from, from my personal standpoint, um, if this were something to where he was dropped from the civil suit and was not involved in the uh, criminal uh, or a criminal case, if there were to be one brought, which there is not, on a technicality or two, I'd be much more against this or, or just would be against it in general. Not uh, Saying much more against it would say that I'm against it, and, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, this seems to be, from all indications, of he was included in something that has been proven he had nothing to do with. Um, when the criminal case is not brought and when many publications have heard the audio of the prosecutor talking to the alleged victim about, you're wrong, he was not there. Um, he was not there. He was not a part of it. Um, and his name being brought into it. If this is a he's been alleged to do something that is was pretty heinous, the details are awful of, of what the, the allegations are, the Bills moved on pretty quickly. And his name got thrown around um, and reputation was forever soured. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. Forever that will be attached to his name. And if he didn't do anything that was of illegal activity in which the prosecutor is saying, we're not bringing criminal charges here. I mean, there, there are so many different you, – you, everybody can read the details for themselves. They can read the details. They can see why the prosecutors and their conversation with the alleged victim was saying, there is nothing criminal here. He wasn't even at the party when you were alleging these criminal things to take place. He, he was gone. He did admit to having sex with this 17-year-old yes. at the time. He said he thought that she was 18. and that, But that, that part mm-hmm. is still in the story. Again, and, it, right, it is in the story. It's still not criminal charges. It's still not yes. the suit. And he dropped the countersuit and all of that. Right, and the, and the prosecutor... On the audio that nobody has heard outside of these publications. The district attorney's office. The district attorney's office that would bring charges or even go to a a grand jury. On the transcript, told the alleged victim, 
we have video and many witnesses saying you told everybody you were 18. She was at the party on video telling people she was 18 years old. So that part of it when and and not to excuse anything, right? I, I wasn't there. I'm not I'm just saying there are a lot of details that go into it to where when Matt says the Chiefs have done their due diligence, people could go and read and people can take from it what they want. Whether it's part of Chiefs Kingdom or people that hate the Chiefs or whatever, if there was a technicality to this, I would be against it. Reading the details and seeming like he was thrown into this as, well, I'm just going to name all of these different people that are part of it. His name and reputation will never, ever be restored. Dan Wetzel had a really good you know, piece in uh, Yahoo uh, about that of, okay, so where do I go to get my reputation back? <laughs> so I, the, the, the legality, the criminal, nothing, not a part of it. She dropped the criminal, she dropped the civil suit after an agreement, but the agreement was he will drop his defamation lawsuit. Right. That was the what the agreement wasn't. I'm going to pay you because her lawyers offered him fifty thousand dollars and they'll drop it. And he said, No, I'm not paying you a dime. I'm they not both, paying you. A- they both dropped that. No, no settlement or yeah. cash ever exchange. And he still holds the right to sue the lawyer. Mm-hmm. He still retains even after the the dropping the suits. He still retains the right to uh, the right to sue the lawyer for defamation. How strongly he feels in his conviction. Um, it's a move that the Chiefs, I believe, can make because of their status in the NFL and with the fan base and winning championships as opposed to if they were just a poorly run organization, I think the view might be different on this, whether people care about the details or not, because some people may not even care about the details. Yeah, I mean, and and when you when you lay it out like that, I mean, I, it's very you can make a compelling case and just simply to say that the only thing that this guy has been accused of is having bad judgment and maybe putting himself in a bad situation that maybe he could have avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, no, I mean, there's you know, it hasn't been convicted of a crime. You're right. You're right. I mean, you look at the evidence and it looks very compelling for his story and his side of the situation. And you, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that, yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs do have a history of doing their due diligence in these situations, you know, and they haven't had a perfect record. I mean, Damon obviously. Damon Arnett was a Chief for nine days. That's exactly right. That's they don't have a perfect record, and sometimes, you know, things are going to slide through. So, yeah, and not to gloss over anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have had a fairly good judgment when it comes to incidents that have happened by whether they decide to stick by their players or whether they choose to move on from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah, it's the organization that lets them do that because they are, by, by and large, a very disciplined organization that holds people accountable. There are expectations. So, hey, if, if there is anything wrong with this kid's character and he comes into Kansas City and he doesn't fit in, well, it's not going to last. Yeah. Because you you come to Kansas City, you work hard, you do you you toe the line, you do what's expected of you, and if you don't, you're not there. Yeah. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. I do want to talk about somebody who has changed the narrative around his name, maybe as much as anybody as I uh, that I can remember in Kansas City. Uh, we'll do that uh, with Matt Derrick, Chiefs Digest. Forty one is the Mike podcast. He is. Presented each and every time he's on the air with us by Cap One Lending. We're hanging out at the Overland Park Convention Center, the Kansas City Golf Show, presented by Advent Health. We'll take a time out. More zone next.
All right, hanging out here at the Oberlin Park Convention Center. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Matt Derrick, Advent Health, welcoming everybody to the Oberlin Park Convention Center for the Kansas City Golf Show going on today, tomorrow, and on into Sunday. Matt Derrick presented by Capital One Lending. All right, Matt, we went to break and we said uh, wanted to talk about a, a player that maybe changed the narrative around him as much as anybody as I can ever remember in uh, a year's worth uh, of time. I do want to give out the breaking news of uh, the salary cap number is out, and that is now going to be an estimated $255 million. That may not mean much in terms of a raw number, other than most of the salary cap websites projected it at $242 million. So that means the Chiefs are around 27 or $28 million under the cap as opposed to what they were around 15, 14 or 15. So that extra $13 million is nice for fans and everybody outside of it to talk about it. Um, do you think the Chiefs just found out a little bit ago, Matt, that the uh, cap is going to be around 255? I think they've had the idea for a little while. Okay. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Okay, very good. And very I know good. some people are already advocating giving all that money to Chris Jones. So. Um, that, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted that 43 seconds ago. Thanks, man. Really? You're Did you really, Josh? Yeah, I just quote tweeted with give it all to Chris Jones. Yeah, I give feel like all that's... All 255? All the, all the new space. It's a $30 million oh. jump from last year. Give all that to Chris Jones, whatever Great. he needs. Done and done. Ideally, none of that goes to agent fees. But I wanted to talk about a player. Uh, last year at this time, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a healthy scratch at the Super Bowl. Didn't show up to the parade. And uh, had a fashion show. And there was a lot of conversation about Clyde Edwards-Alaire and what happened with him in Kansas City. And a year later, he, all indications, what a great teammate he is. Um, he's filled in really well when he's had to and uh, played a role on this team, was, you know, a good soldier along the way, and he's now been uh, included with the Uvalde Foundation for Kids Heroism Award um, that uh, they are giving away to different heroes across the nation that he's a, he's a free agent, so potentially his last act as a Chiefs is hearing gunshots ring out and grabbing a child to shield him. Anybody you can remember ever changing the narrative around their name in a year's worth of time in one season than, than Clyde Edwards-Alaire? And this fits into the category. I had a conversation with um, someone at the Super Bowl inside the organization, and I just asked them, you know, what's the one thing that, you know, maybe we don't talk about as much and kind of get you know, surprised about the most. And one of those things was just that from the outside, you know, we don't get to see these guys – inside the building, inside the locker room. We always get these snippets, and we get, you know, sometimes just just the outside stories and that you don't get to hear everything. And Clyde's a great example of that because Clyde's had this, you're right, I mean, this reputation outside the building and amongst the fan base, but his reputation has never changed in that locker room. He's always been well-liked. I mean, he's always gotten along with everybody. The organization has always liked him. I mean, it's not like they haven't viewed him as a disappointment of any sort. I mean, it's if anything, they've always been rooting for him. I mean, they feel like that, it, and, and they've given him chances because they feel like that he's got it. And so it's definitely a, a narrative for us outside the building, for the public and for the fans. But I can say absolutely inside that building, they're saying to themselves, this is the Clyde that we've always known. You guys just didn't, didn't get to see that Clyde. But that narrative has changed outside the building, though. Absolutely has in, in the last year. Yeah. I mean, See, I thought when you're talking about narratives changing, I thought it was about Josh. No, that's, that's. I remember. I mean, I thought Josh was never going to last. Yeah. And you know, and now he's now he's never going anywhere. He's just exactly. <laughs> can't get rid of the guy. Salary cap numbers. Those are huge. Give all that money to Josh. I agree. There you go. I money. agree. Now you're talking. No, I'll we got it. Brett. We, <laughs> I volunteer as tribute to <laughs> take that money to step up and say, 
You got 13 million burning a hole in your pocket? Hello. Hello. I'll run your I scout will. team offense. That's fine. It'll be poorly. Yeah. Slowly, you are but I'll no, do it. You are no Chris Oladokun. No. So I don't even that. think about it. No. Not even Ian Book, who I just learned a little bit ago, also got signed to a futures deal by the Chiefs. So, about that? Book it. Uh, Matt, you're the man, as always. Appreciate it, sir. You're all the best. Enjoy your time around here at the golf show. We continue with more zone next.